Welcome to the Influencers Talk ZA podcast. The focus of this podcast will center around being a creative and how to navigate creative spaces in the music, fashion, film, and art industry. We hope that you enjoy the show and have fun as you come along with us on this journey. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host of the Influencers Talk, Nalman Taj, and today with me I've got Damien Wilde, a man of many talents and many accolades and really a good friend, uh, a colleague, a peer, someone I look up to. Um, but yeah, Damien, you know, I don't think I'd be doing you enough justice and you using your own voice to tell the people who you are. <laughs> so tell our listeners across the world um, who you are. Sure. Um, thank you so much, um, you know, for that introduction. I think uh, um, the best way to describe myself, um, I am a creative at heart. Um, I'm currently involved in a music uh, rights uh, distribution company. Uh, sorry, a music rights company. Um, I've been involved in a lot of different facets of of music and of art. I was very fortunate as a you know young South African boy to go to UCLA and study at uh, at the kind of the theatre of pop um, and learn about how the industry works from, you know, the inside out. And um, essentially what happened was I came back to South Africa. I started a distribution company. We sold that company. I've been involved in consultation. I've been involved in production. I've also released some music quite a while ago. I'm actually planning to release some new music soon um, because it is something that's very close to my heart. But I would just consider myself a creative uh, in, in kind of a multitude of facets. And at the moment, I'm very active in the entrepreneurship space. Uh, in terms of empowering and capacitating entrepreneurs and in terms of the music space, I'm very um, active in terms of the music rights space and, you know, how we take people's beautiful emotional songs and we either reintroduce them or introduce them to the masses. I think um, I think music is the most important thing in the world. Um, I think it's, uh, it's the one thing that makes us very different from other kinds of animals and... Um, and it's it, and it's special, and um, I'm just blessed to have had such a deep experience in so many facets. I'm blessed to know people like you, and a lot of other people who really have taken this music thing and have allowed it to inform their personality, as a, who have allowed it to inform and express their emotions. And so, yeah. And so, I'm I'm just a music guy. I'm just like a creative guy, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, like you know, I thank you for that. Like it's also nice. It's always been nice, actually, also having you as someone like to work with as a colleague and also someone to look up with because you've actually helped me understand that yo the business side of making music because a lot of the time like we see overnight successes and we always we we forget that in the creative process the execution is very important like um uh, the owner of Iconic Black is always said like you know marketing really matters and yeah. I always I used to be someone that thought myself I could be the marketing tool but I realized like there's actually a whole lot that goes into the you need to understand the entrepreneurship side and the business aspect of anything that you're doing creatively yeah. because that's the make or break because I mean we could already have the Picasso with us right now but we might not necessarily be able to access them <laughs> and that's that's the disconnect and like with your music rights company like t- 
tell me a little bit more about that because that's one thing that is starting to pop up a lot now with artists having nfts and different sure. um aspects and fundamentals in terms of being able to sell their content sure. and their art so please tell me about that if i could just go back a little bit into what you were saying in terms of that there's a there, there's this other aspect outside of the creative which is the business side right I've, I always have this conversation, I talk to my girlfriend a lot about this, that Adele, as much as I love her, she's one of my favorite artists, she's definitely not the best singer in the world. There are better singers than Adele, but they're not famous. There are better rappers than probably the rappers that we like, but they're not famous. There's, there's the creative, and then there's the business side, and you need both sides to become successful, right? And so sometimes we look at certain artists and we're like, oh, why are they successful? But it's just because they're really good at the business side, and maybe the creative side isn't as strong, but... It's actually a 50-50 balance. You need to be good at both those things. And that's really something that's really important. And hopefully, you know, something that some of our listeners will take away is that is that it's not just about the creative. In, in most forms of art, it's, it's a lot of the time it's about who you know. I mean, uh, I'm going to go completely left field here, but the reason we know um, Amadeus Mozart is because of the fact that he had really good relations with the Kaiser of Austria. Right, he was a he had he had the ability to communicate with politicians at that time because in that time you couldn't be famous unless you were friends with royalty. There were probably better fucking sorry for this friend. There were probably better composers than Mozart at the time, but they just didn't have the social skills to be able to communicate with royalty to get themselves famous. And now we know Mozart. Exact same thing with with Beethoven and a lot of other artists. They had skills that were beyond their their art and beyond their music, and. For me, that's really, really important, right? And so um, coming back, all the way back to, to your first question, I just wanted to go on that kind of tangent just because to... to, to, to oh, it's very necessary. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Like, that shit is really necessary. Yeah, and I wanted to go on that tangent because it's not just about how good you are at art. It's, 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 it's really 50-50. And I think Mozart is the perfect example because we live in a generation where there's social media and you know, people expect you to be good at this and that. He lived in a time where if you did not know the royalty, then you would not be successful. That was it, right? Yeah. That, like, like, so there was only one thing, one, I wouldn't say one skill, but there was only one way for him to be famous and that was to know the Kaiser, right? And so... That's essentially what we're doing right now. Now it's, it's, it's become a lot more complex, and I think we've been a little bit clouded by this idea of the 70s. I, I love rock and roll. It's one of my favorite genres ever, especially classic rock. Um, Led Zeppelin, um, Jim Morrison, although that might be more yes. blues. You know, those are my, you know, those are my people, but they lived in a completely different world to us, and I don't think they live in the correct world, in the world where you were the artist and then your manager or the business people took care of the business side, but you weren't involved by that because you're so artistic that you don't get involved. That's not how things existed before, and that's not how things are nowadays. And that's where I think hip-hop has pushed things ahead because hip-hop and um, people like Jay-Z, people like um, T.I. have really pushed the, the agenda forward that you need to be good at both things. You need to understand how things work. And it's not right. about the business, right? It's not about making money. It's about... You put your fucking heart and soul into making a record. That record is something that maybe heals you as a person, but it more important than it healing you, it has the ability to heal and it has the ability to make other people feel heard and important out in the world, right? And the, and the business aspect of that is the aspect where you get that into the ears 
of the people that need to hear those records. So the business aspect is not about how do we make money, how do we commercialize this? Yes, that's important, but that is a byproduct of you getting it into the ears of the people that really need to hear your music. And that's what I consider the, you know, the business part of music to be. The business part of music is really helping getting your fucking blood, sweat and tears and your soul into other people's ears because they need it. And as I said, um, you know, music, um, I haven't said it here now, but music is to me the most important thing in the world. And it's the one thing that makes us different from animals. And it's because you can you listen to a song and it can make you feel completely different and it can make, it can change your day. It can change your fucking life. And the reason it does that, uh, well, well, sorry, the tool for it to do that is the business aspect is the, Spotify playlisting is the YouTube views is all these fucking other things that those things are important because it's not about making the money it's about getting it into the hearts and minds of the people that really care no and that is like a very crucial aspect and very very important because when I think about my own um, musical journey like I always tell people this and I feel like right now I am someone who is working with the knowledge of actually understanding that you know, I my creative wit is not enough. And when I say it's not enough, not to say that it isn't good enough, it's to survive in this new modern day world where, like you said, the artist isn't actually, the artist needs to know both the business side and also the making, the art side, because that encompasses the whole picture and the whole ideology and ethos of what you're necessarily trying to sell so good on you for being able to um, employ such um, tools and necessarily looking at it as you need to have this in your arsenal for you to actually truly grow and develop as an artist and like one of the things I want to really get into more is like the music rights and ownership because like I always look at the aspects of artists nowadays. A lot of artists don't actually, a lot of artists end up complaining. You see like um, MT, for example, off the Left Ambitious Records, then his Mercedes Benz being repossessed and like, and the label wanting to be like, we actually aren't the problem. And I've always wanted to know more in depth because I will learn it, but I might not necessarily want to implement it. So what are the best ways to actually know more and be able to articulate more about your own rights as an artist? <laughs> sure. Um, Very dense question, I know. but No, absolutely. And um, yeah, I guess the listeners might not know, but I've also had quite an extensive experience in lecturing uh, music law, uh, music business. So I think... Look, my business that I'm involved in, we deal with iconic artists. We take iconic artist songs and we try and reintroduce them to the new generations, right? Iconic African artists. That's that's our complete business. Um, just because we believe that iconic African music is some of the most important music in the world, but also um, the fact that those songs are eternal. Those songs, those songs talk about things that are so eternal that everyone can connect with them, right? So in terms of rights, I mean, you hear a lot of things about uh, you hear Kanye West and a lot of different people talk about, you know, own your rights, own your stuff. And I'm, I don't completely, you know, agree with that. I think it's important to own your rights, but owning your rights is something, it's based on a thing called leverage, right? Mm -hmm. The more leverage you have, for example, Taylor Swift signed the biggest deal in the history of music recently. 
and she owns all her masters and all her publishing off her latest deal. She did not have that off her previous deal because she was not Taylor Swift when she signed her first deal. She, she had five albums and then she became who she is right now, which is Taylor Swift. And so Taylor Swift right now can do that. Drake right now can start, uh, well, he's obviously started over here a while ago, but Drake right now can be Drake who, ha- who has over here, who can do that. But when Drake started, he was not Drake, right? He was, he, and so I think that's something where we get a little bit lost. You have to give up a little bit in the beginning, unfortunately, to get something in the future, right? And so when you're young, when you're starting out as an artist, you're going to be giving up more than you want, but that's because you're building your career because in the future you're going to get a lot more in the future. You, you, you know what I mean? And so there are definitely a lot of rights and I don't want to go into a whole lecture on the different types of royalties and stuff like that, but I think that idea around owning your rights, it is important to own your rights, but to an extent, everything in life, not just fucking music, but everything in life is is a ROI question, a return on investment question. Mm. How much am I giving up and how much am I getting in return? And once you understand that, then you can move forward and as unfortunately as a young artist it's you're going to have to give up more than you get I had a lecturer at UCLA that always used to say welcome to UCLA welcome to the music industry for the next 10 years you're going to eat shit and then you're not going to eat shit that's your career you either eat shit or you don't eat shit and you make other people eat shit right and that is unfortunately the the reality of the world that we live in is that it's going to be tough in the beginning. You're going to have to sign away your masters at the very least in the beginning, right? You're going to have to sign away a percentage of your publishing in the beginning to get that help if that help is is meaningful, if that if that is something that's going to push you to the next level. And um, again, I come back to the thing that it's not about you, it's not about your art, it's not about your wealth. It's about the fact that what you do is so, so important that it's... that. In the beginning, you're just going to have to bite the bullet and, and let it get out to the world. And then later on, you can be the person who's in charge and give people a better deal. And I hope that's what we're doing in our company. I hope we're giving people a much better deal than they've gotten before in their life. But in the beginning, you have to go through that. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think that's what's really interesting about the music rights debate. I think music and, I mean, I guess going on to NFTs and, you know, things like that, like these are things that are built upon the art that you create but in the beginning, you're going to start from lesser, and in the future, you're going to be more, right? And so the, I think the question of this podcast and the question of everything that we do is how do we get from lesser to more? Yeah. And that's actually a very profound thought um, to, you know, segue into the next question, because how do we get from point A to point B? How do we get from less to more? It's a very... It's something that is it, it's encompassed in music and also all the facets of being a creative and an artist and how do you necessarily find the ways to be able to get the balance right because you know at times you sometimes might not value your own creative input however you know how to market your own content very well so that you make up for whatever you might have been lacking in terms of creativity so now I want to ask this out of a, a question so that our listeners, who if there's an artist, whether they are a painter, how do you necessarily make sure that you're always giving the 100% of yourself, even though you might not give 100% in all aspects, but at the end of the day, you still actually have a meal in front of you? 100%. That's a really good question. Um, I'd like to start it off by saying, we live in the greatest time in human history. Many years, black men 
of course, right? I mean, that, that, yeah. that, but even for white men, even for anybody, this is the greatest time ever in human history to be alive in terms of how you can get your art out, how you can connect, how you can do things. It's the best time. Even if you ask the fucking white person, obviously for us, I mean, the, the past wasn't that great to people without skin tone, but <laughs> even if you're a white person, this is a much better time than in the past, right? And so because we live in this specific time, right, we live in this time of... of of so many possibilities, right? The question that um, you're asking is that how do you get to that stage where you're looking after yourself in terms of eating, right, making enough money, yeah. but you're also pushing yourself out there? I think, I mean, it's a it's 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 a tough question, but it's a question that's based around connecting. I think sometimes there's so much information in our world nowadays. You can learn so much from so many different artists and so many different fields and so many different things, but you've just got to figure out what is right for you. And remember what makes you, um, I mean, this might also be fucking very left field, but I don't believe that our creativity comes from us. I believe that our creativity is the thing that makes you a great creative is your ability to tap into the subconscious. Some people call that God, some people call that the universe, but it's your ability to tap into the subconscious, but that's not yours. You don't own it, right? That's something that you're a guest that you might be better at other people at connecting to. And when you have that ability to tap into the subconscious and you make that record or you make that painting or you make something that really connects with people, then the next step is figuring out, you know, how do you take that and just take it to the people that care about it. It's not about commercial. Like commercial success is success is about taking it to the people that really, really need it. And if you're saying something, if you took something from the great unknown, you know, again, the universe or the subconscious or something like that, if you've taken something from there, that's probably something that everyone else has experienced. And it's about finding those people in the world. So it's not about, uh, again, we can go to like someone like Seth Godin, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about being the biggest or the most famous. It's about knowing that the people that are listening to your shit or the people that are watching you, that are watching your film or the people that are looking at your painting are people that get it are people that it's there for are people that it heals are people that because they might not have that ability to touch into the into the unknown into the universe into the subconscious all those different things right and I think that's the first step is figuring out firstly how do you get to those people and in the world that we live in right this is there's never been more humans around ever than right now mm -hmm. there's enough people to support your career you will always have enough to eat if you figure out the way to get to the people. And remember, we have the fucking internet. It's the most amazing creation, I think, in the, since fire, probably, I would say, in the history of humanity. Okay, maybe electricity is also in there somewhere. Mm. But maybe fire, electricity, the internet, right? <laughs> and the, you can connect with them. You just need to figure out how to connect with them. Right. But they're out there, and they feel the things you do, they think about the things you do, and they value the things you do. And that is what it's about. It's about... Not trying to be, not trying to serve everyone. If you try to serve everyone and you serve no one, it's about trying to find those people that connect with you, that have your experiences. The same guy that was fucking depressed in the Philippines that felt like his parents don't get him and you make a fucking record as, as, as um, Nella, you making a record about depression, about how you feel, and he hears that record and he says, God damn it, someone gets me. Someone, someone knows what I feel like and he, he goes on and he makes another record or he makes a film maybe he's not a fucking musician maybe he's a, he's a director and he makes a film about and he helps other people that's what it's about and there's enough people out there so we don't have to worry about the money we have to worry about how do we connect with the people that our art makes sense to
And that is something that's very powerful because, you know, like they say, uh, like a picture uh, speaks a thousand words and art is just supposed to make you feel something. And, you know, a lot of the times, so many creatives from fashion, film, music, whatever it may be, and even photographers, they're so keen to actually finally put food on the table yeah. that we, like you were saying earlier, that we have to give before we get. Mm. Uh, some people stop giving necessarily because they are so keen on finally getting. And, you know, the balance is very, it's, it, it's a very fine line. And how do you find yourself always making sure that you keep yourself in check to know that you still need to be able to give something to the world? Because, I mean, I feel as if as artists, and that's why we have this podcast, we are influencers and we're not influencers in the way how people look at Instagram and lifestyles. Mm. We're not necessarily saying that we're trying to give um, gems and information so that someone else who only has the connection to the internet can be able to learn what we've maybe acquired from you and I hanging out or you and I connecting with other people mm. during our time together and our own spaces. What like the tools necessary for them to be able to move forward. How have you found the ways for you to be able to move forward? Because you are making, you make great music and then you're also now trying to make sure that the new generation understands what the past went through mm -hmm. with the music, right? So how do you now find the balance between all of that and still be able to stand up for your obligation as an artist and yeah. as a creative to be a teacher to be able to influence someone sure um well okay uh, that is that is quite a yeah quite I mean, a, i've got some hard questions that's quite <laughs> a deep yeah that's quite a deep question i think um let me think about that for a second let me think about oh let me simplify can you rephrase that yeah too? What is your mantra? How do you go about making sure that you are always going to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and be sure. proud of what you're doing and know that you are on the right path? Sure. Uh, okay, I mean, that's a much easier question, right? My, <laughs> my mantra is two things. It's the one thing I work at every single day of my life, which is self-awareness. Being aware of who you are, being aware of the environment that you're in, being aware, being aware of the context that you operate in. The self-awareness is the most important thing to me, right? But even more important than that, and, you know, this is going to sound like fucking Tony Robbins or Gary Vee shit, but Colin Powell, um, you know, this is a fucking... This is a black Republican. Yeah. It's like a... It's got a hard life. There's, there's probably more unicorns that exist in the world and more yetis <laughs> that exist in the world than, than successful black Republicans, right? Colin Powell, and remember, he was the head of the military, the U.S. military... Um, the biggest military in the world, he says perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. And, wow. I mean, that's incredible, right? And so, and he, he said he would rather take a smaller group of soldiers, like a very small group of soldiers who are perpetually optimistic than a group of soldiers who are just not, not, a, not fucking pessimistic, but just normal, right? He would always take the optimistic bunch because they can achieve, you can achieve way more than your abilities allow when you're optimistic because again it's a force multiplier I don't know if I mean um, if you've ever studied economics but even if you haven't a multiplier is something that creates something more than what is before right yeah and that I feel if we're talking about tools 
self-awareness is one of the most important tools, but that's one of the most important tools if you want to be a fucking neurosurgeon or a soccer player or anything. But especially in this art game, and especially as black people in this art game, perpetual optimism. Always trying to find the... Always trying to find the light in things. Always trying to find the lesson, right? And I, I, so I'm, I'm not saying always find the good in things because that's nonsense. Sometimes things are really cuck, right? Sometimes things suck. But finding the lesson. Always saying either this is a lesson or this is a win. Those are the options. I think that's one of the biggest tools. I don't even want to get into like very specific like business or like management tools or like picking the right partners, picking the right team. I think more important than I'm on a very deep level You've always got to try and remind yourself to be fucking optimistic. That is your super weapon. That's the thing that's going to put you ahead of everyone else. And again, what I mean by optimism is sometimes you're going to win and you celebrate those wins. But when you lose, you need to say that this is going to be a lesson. This is something I can learn from. Because the losses are the things you're going to learn from. And it's interesting that you invited me on this podcast because... I don't consider myself anywhere close to my full potential yet. I think I'm still a baby in terms of what I'm going to do. And I hope people are going to listen to this in 10 years' time and be like, oh, my God, like, you know, that was him before he became him. Um, but that perpetual optimism, that idea that that you can do more than what is in front of you, I think that's what makes us special. And that's what, especially as black artists, we need that. We need that to, to grow us. And so if you want to talk about actual fucking hard skill, I think that's a hard skill. I think perpetual optimism. I think you have to force yourself to be optimistic. Sometimes I feel fucking horrible. Sometimes things go wrong and I get depressed. And you've always just got to remind yourself, okay, dude, feel depressed for today. You know what? Feel depressed for tomorrow. But remember, your, the superpower that you have that's going to make you more successful than anyone else around you, than any of your competitors, even internationally, is this thing, is this self-belief, is this perpetual optimism that's your weapon that the fucking head of the u.s military i mean do you need anything more practical than that than the head of the u.s military to say that that is the difference yeah and uh, no and that really makes sense because i mean he himself colin powell is someone who isn't necessarily supposed to be where he is and if he's able to drop those gems it really it says something you know like it's something that i always think of like that we tend to look at who's giving the information and not necessarily what the information is. And that's one of the big things of the podcast is we're trying to actually ascertain the information so that we can give it to the people because mm. each person has the power to influence. Mm. Um, whether it be minute, you know, or on a very large scale, you can in influence the people around you. You can influence your girlfriend, your wife, your mm. son, daughter, and... With that being said, uh, like, what is the, what is the biggest lesson that you'd have for people uh, as our closing question? You know. What was the biggest lesson in terms of what? Um, like, what would you like to teach them? Uh, hmm. Okay, again, I'm going to come back to what I was talking about earlier. I don't think I can teach everyone something. No. I think I can true. only teach people that are like me something. Um. And there's been people like me before, and there will continue to be people like me. Weird kids who don't always fit in, who feel like the world does not always make sense for them. And I think the people who think different, I mean, it sounds like a fucking Apple campaign, but the people who think different, the people who really truly are different, you know, we need people like us to remind us that we're special. And I, this is going to sound very fucked up, but I honestly believe it. The fact that we're weird, the fact that we don't fit in, is not just okay, it's what makes us special. It's what makes us 
it sounds terrible. Hopefully this podcast doesn't go to too many fucking millions of people, but it, it makes us better. It makes us better because we're weird. It makes us better because we don't fit in. It makes us better because... It's our superpower. And that... And so I can only speak to those people, right? I, I can't speak to everyone. I'm not... I, I, I don't have a lesson for everyone, but the last lesson that I would leave is that the thing that makes us weird, when you feel like you don't fit in, when you feel like you're not good enough, when you feel like what you're doing somehow expresses what you're doing, but you haven't figured it out completely, the thing that makes you weird, the, things that makes you, the thing that makes you not fit in, doesn't just make you okay it makes you better because that there are other people like you in the world and it ends up in the end of the world in the, in the end of the day when they fucking sum up the scores the people like us the people who don't fit in the people who are weird the people who have struggles with mental health the people who have struggles with uh, so many different things because we try so many crazy things and we try to be so much bigger than we are we're the people that change the world and we, you need to remember that. So when you're down, it's okay. Be fucking down. I also get fucking down. Be down for a day. Be down for two days. Be down for a week if you need to be. But remember, perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. And the fact that you're weird and the fact that you don't fit in, the fact that no one gets you, that is what makes you special. And that means that you might be able to drive the entire human race forward. And know that that is also, that's a superpower. It's not, it doesn't, if you, the more you don't fit in, the better. Wow, that was beautiful. That was lovely. Thank you so much for your time and for your effort and for your wisdom, Damien. Um, I really appreciate it. I know our listeners will because you've been able to give us a lot of gems <laughs> and we'll be able to move forward. Uh, this is the Influencers Talk hosted by Nal Montage, sponsored by Iconic Black, saying thank you for listening to me and Damien, or Damien and I, have a conversation <laughs> hey, about English. music rights <laughs> and also what it is to be an artist in the times that we live in right now. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed making it. Thank you, over and out. Thank you for listening to the Influencers Talk ZA podcast. We hope you enjoyed this engaging discussion. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe on the platform that you're listening on. Have a great day, and once again, thank you for listening to our show.